The Pena Show with today's special guest, Marcella Tillet. So, babe, uh, you uh, did the show without me this week. Huh? I know, yeah. Juan was uh, producing a film, a short film, so you weren't able to make it, but it was a good excuse. I was doing a film for Brick, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So did you have a, a good, a fun time without me then? We did. We actually had a really great time, and we had so much fun doing the interview that we went way over time. So um, we'll be showing you a portion in this episode. So she's a community advocate, mm-hmm. first of all, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's also a triathlon athlete. And she's also a theater buff, too. Right. So she's a very impressive person. I, I, I got a chance to watch the video. And I think what was most impressive to me was the fact that she's doing all this great work for the community. And, you know, there's kind of the stereotype that people who are doing that sort of work are burnt out. But she's quite a happy person. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Marcella is somebody that we had been wanting to interview for some time. Met her initially in a professional world. Mm -hmm. And you're right, she was somebody that always had a lot of enthusiasm and energy um, for the work, but somebody who also prioritized taking care of herself and having fun in life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of pick her brain about how she was she is able to kind of manage all these different roles and mm-hmm. still make time to have fun and um, really take care of herself so it was a lot of fun to do the interview and mm-hmm. I definitely walked away with some tips for myself. Marcella is one of those people when you hear her talk or see her you think to yourself she's somebody I would like to be friends with. Definitely yeah absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna be picking up with you asking Marcella about her job. Yes. So she'll be telling us a little bit about her career and her kind of top level role here in the city. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, um, you know, talk a little bit about her athletic um, proclivity and this new accomplishment she had recently. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to give us a tip on how you can score tickets to go see Hamilton. <laughs> so stay tuned for the mm-hmm. whole thing and she'll be mm-hmm. hopefully giving you some valuable advice mm-hmm. on how you can get yourself the most uh sold out most wanted show in town <laughs> your day job is at planned parenthood mm-hmm. um you got a bit you're a big what are you vice president of project street beat yep so you have a demanding career i do you have a demanding career uh for those of you listening marcella is also a social worker absolutely like juan and i so you know we tend to attract <laughs> we tend to attract a lot of people in the helping profession so tell me a little bit about um, the political climate now and what you're seeing on the ground. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we're a little removed um, from the day to day. And I, I, Planned Parenthood is one of those organizations. I used to work at the one in Buffalo mm. maybe 10 years ago. Wow, I didn't um, know that. Now they're central and western New York. Mm-hmm. They merged. But um, it was one of my favorite jobs I ever had. And I still feel very loyal to them. And it, awesome. I feel troubled. Yeah. I feel deeply disturbed yeah. with... What's happening? It's a troubling time. Mm-hmm. It's a disturbing time. I think, um, you know, I work at Planned Parenthood of New York City, which is our local affiliate mm-hmm. here in New York City. We provide healthcare services, education services, and Project Street Beat. We um, take more of a community approach mm-hmm. in providing street based um, healthcare services through a mobile clinic, as well as case management for people living with HIV and chronic conditions and a lot of supportive services and harm reduction services. And so we have we have the real day-to-day reality of tens of thousands of New Yorkers 
who need our services, Mm -hmm. who need our care every day. And so as a service provider, you have to stay focused on that. Now, you can't ignore the political environment in which we live, but you have to have a balance. So I think we we I think politically we do a really good job at making sure that because we also have a very robust public affairs department, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but making sure that people and our supporters and our staff and, you know, our community really understands what is at stake and how they can be useful. And, you know, I think we live in a time where everything is at risk. So you may feel passionate about reproductive access, um, reproductive rights, um, reproductive justice, women's rights, Mm -hmm. or you may be focused on environmental rights. You may be focused on um, affordable housing. You may be focused on a number of issues. Everything is on the table. Everything is on the chopping block. Nobody has an excuse for not being informed or figuring out how to get involved. I think it can be overwhelming because Mm -hmm. there are so many things happening right right now and there are so many things that are under attack and there are also a lot of strategic distractions in the news um, that are done intentionally. Like Mm -hmm. Twitter is used as a tool to manipulate Mm -hmm. people and to distract us. And I think we have to stay focused on what's really passing through our legislative houses and how we can be useful as responsible constituents Mm -hmm. and making sure that we let our voices be heard and um, demand that we get served the way that our elected officials are supposed to serve us. Definitely. Um, But in terms of Planned Parenthood, I'm most concerned about making sure that people understand that when there's the discussion on a federal level that talks about defunding Planned Parenthood, what they are talking about is not allowing people who have Medicaid to receive health care services at Planned Planned Parenthood health care centers. That is what that is. So what they're saying is we should have control over the poorest and most vulnerable Mm -hmm. in our society and limit their health care options. And let's be clear, there are areas in this country where, you know, we're lucky in New York that we have a community of healthcare providers. Now, if for some unthinkable reason Planned Parenthood of New York City closed tomorrow, new, the rest of the healthcare providers cannot absorb all right. of our patients. We serve over 60,000 people a year. Wow. There's no, you know, no one has the capacity to just say, oh, yeah, we'll just, take them. Just, yeah. And, and, and it'll, over. yeah, there'll be no air um, mm-hmm. issues in access or, or anything. Everything will be streamlined. No, that's not going to happen. It would be a catastrophe. There are other places in the country where the healthcare provider is Planned Parenthood. That is where people go for a whole host of healthcare services. There are healthcare providers, um, Planned Parenthood affiliates across the country that provide primary care services. Yeah, because I'm hearing you talk about what you do, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not just reproductive health or birth, no. birth control. Everyone's like birth control, it's birth control. But you're providing like life-saving yes, services yes. that go beyond the scope Absolutely. of just reproduction. And and our reproductive health care services and our sexual health care services are critical. It is important that we are available to people who want to exercise their right mm-hmm. to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. We provide it safely. 
we have some of the most skilled, amazing providers that you're going to find. Mm-hmm. And I'm comforted by the fact that I know that if there is someone who feels that they need an abortion, I know that there's a safe place that they mm-hmm. can go and they'll be taken care of and they will be shown that compassion and that love and that sound, safe clinical care mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. need because we all deserve that. Absolutely. Regardless of what healthcare service we're getting. So I'm really proud that I work at a place that provides that service and protects it. Um, and birth control is critical. You know, we can't we can't have a conversation about abortion without talking about birth control and allowing people access to the information they need to make decisions about their bodies and their lives, access to the resources and the tools so that they can exercise and access those things. And then, like, making sure that we are looking at the whole span of, of issues related to sexual and reproductive health. Mm-hmm. And it's not about judging. It's not about controlling. It's not about limiting. We have a really smart group of folks that live in this country in terms of their own bodies. They can make decisions. You don't have to, you know, put these parameters on people mm-hmm. to try to corral them into making a decision that suits your political agenda. Right. That is terrifying and ridiculous and and a strategy that's used in this country in a really concerning way Um, but I think what people really need to do is be aware be aware Mm -hmm. of what's happening in your community I am so excited Uh, I've been seeing a lot more um, what are they called like campaign signs Mm -hmm. from across the country of people running for the school board running for Ah. their city council like young people of color Mm -hmm. who are getting off the sidelines And not just getting off the sidelines, because I don't think a lot of people who are running for office right now have been on the sidelines. I think they've been in Mm -hmm, the work in some mm -hmm. way doing it. But I think now people in their communities are trusting them and people in their communities are looking to them to say, you know what? I need to give you a shot. I need to show you my support because I see that you're trying Mm -hmm. and I see that you're committed and you might be able to make some change. You know, we, we need to invest in that new generation of people who are willing to make the sacrifices and serve in public office. It's not easy. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, they do it because they care. They right. do it because. It's not for um, the money. <laughs> it surely isn't for the money. You know, you uh-huh. have all these young people who are worried mm-hmm. about their communities. They're worried about their families and they're trying to to get in the game and, and, and make a change. So that's really so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So exciting. Like every time I get on Instagram or Facebook and I see another one, I'm like, wow, look at all these young. That's amazing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. And I think, too, like, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to be intentional about seeing the positives of the mess we're in now. So I think if we have more representation of young, you know, people of color that are stepping up and running for office and actually representing the communities. Absolutely. um, That's that's a beautiful thing that came out of this kind of catastrophic situation. Yeah, because it's a mess. I mean, it's it's a mess. Let's you know, I think it's important to have a balanced view of things. Mm -hmm. But oh. Our country, we, we, it's a real struggle point right now. It is. I yeah. agree. I agree. But, you know, you got to keep on moving on. Absolutely. Because um, we have work to do, right? There's still, <laughs> that's right. There's still work to do. And there's, like you said, there's how many patients? 60,000 patients. Over 60,000 At a least. Year. That's and still... that's just in our health centers, not to mention all the people we educate mm-hmm. and all the, like, young mm-hmm. people, adults, professionals, all the people that we serve through Project Street Beat with case management services. And, you know, we do... Narcan trainings and we distribute clean syringes. You know, we provide all of these really critical services. And um, tomorrow we still need to do that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what would you say to folks that um, maybe aren't as connected to the movement but want to get involved? What's What are some helpful things like 
um, you know, uh, a community member could do that would be helpful to keep um, Planned Parenthood in business? Yeah, I mean, I, the thing that I always say first in dealing with our political climate in this country is check in with yourself mm. and make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've 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 be- we've become accustomed to really abusive, oppressive, racist, homophobic, just really divisive, destructive language and actions in this country. And that takes a toll. And just because it's happening every day doesn't mean that it's not affecting us. Mm. And it's really important that people take a step back and, and reflect and see how they're doing. So you're a triathlete. Yes. So that's running, swimming, biking, yes. right? And then I saw you did the Brooklyn Half this year. Yes, that was so, my first half marathon. So tell me about that, because that's like a huge accomplishment. It is. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was really nervous about doing the Brooklyn Half Marathon. And people so who know me. Tell me what propelled you to say, I'm going to do it. Oh. Or was it kind of It's like, been on the list for a while. Okay. All right. All right. It's been on, a list and on the list for a while. Because what I would like to do is a half Ironman, which is twice the distance of the Olympic distance triathlons, Mm -hmm. which I do. Um, And part of a half Ironman, the running portion, Uh which is the the last leg of it, is a half marathon. Oh, my God. I know. know. So I said, (laughs) you know, I can't really, I need to start doing half marathons. Right, right. Just one, see if I like it, to see if, you know, I feel confident in the training Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. in the experience. Uh, because I do triathlons because I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. If I did a half marathon and did not enjoy it, then I would not want to do a half Iron Ironman. That makes sense. You know, yeah. so I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna register, mm-hmm. and I volunteered um, during the race last year so that I could have a guaranteed entry. And uh, when this year came around, I said, okay, we said we were gonna do this, so let's let's, let's get in do it. Do it. All right. So you signed up. You're like, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I started training. I had um, I have a very close friend who did it for the first time last year and she was doing it again this year. So she was really motivating and she had a whole circle of women she knew who were doing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we would like text oh, messages and just like, you know, we were very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And um, the day came. <laughs> and I was really nervous. And uh, it was it was amazing. I listened to. So one of the big questions was, what am I going to listen to? Yes, I know that. Yes. Because in triathlons, you can't listen to anything. It's against the rules. Really? Yeah. <gasps> I think oh. I think that's because, mostly because of the biking, you need to be able to hear oh, what is happening I around see. you. That makes sense. So um, just, like, but I don't think you can use it on the, the running leg either. I don't, and of course you wouldn't swim with, right. um, with the earbuds in. So... It's it's very new for me to do a race and have music. Of course, I run with music mm-hmm. when I when I run in the park, but I I wanted something that would last the entire run. Yep. So I said, okay, I need you a know lot. a three hour right. something. That's right. And what I decided on, and I just kind of replayed a couple of the songs to make it three hours, was the um, Hamilton cast recording. Oh, okay. Because I I know the whole thing. And I love all the songs Mm. and it's something I can kind of check into, but it's, I'm not distracted by because I know the music so well. And, um, I was rocking the whole time. And and it's so funny because, you know, I've seen the show 
And I can see when I'm listening to the songs, I can see oh, the, going on on the musical. Stage. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like running through the streets of Brooklyn watching Hamilton it. in my mind. Um, it was great. That it was great. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the event itself was it was awesome. I felt strong. I felt good. Um, I was pretty solid right through mile eight. Mm-hmm. And I had a thought. I remember this so vividly. I said, oh, wow, mile eight. Like, I feel amazing. It doesn't even feel like, you know, I've been running for eight miles. I'm almost there. Right, right. And then I hit mile nine, <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. Spoke too soon. <laughs> I really did. I hit, Like, literally, I hit mile nine, and it was it was like my whole body reacted. Man. And I uh-huh. said, I have four more miles to go. I don't know if I can do this. And I felt that way. Right through about mile 11. Okay. So that was really, really difficult. The hump. That was the hump. It was the hump. When I cruised into mile 12, I said, oh, I I got another mile. So I started to pick up the pace and I was feeling really good. And for the Brooklyn Half Marathon, it finishes at Coney Island on the boardwalk. So you are kind of running down, um, I think it's Surf Avenue, and then you run onto the boardwalk. And it's probably, it's less than a half a mile, maybe an eighth of a mile on the boardwalk and when when i when i can see the finish line at events (laughs) forget it oh my gosh it (laughs) is it is like i get energy it's kind of like the mother who needs to lift the car i just like (laughs) haul ass and Mm -hmm. i get into a full out sprint and i saw the finish line and i was in the center of the boardwalk and i just started to pick up the pace and by the time I finished, like, I was in a full sprint to the point where I crossed the finish line and I almost collapsed. My legs were just, like, done. Jello. Yeah. yeah it was great. Wow. It was oh, such amazing. a wonderful experience. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. I loved it. That's I amazing. absolutely loved it. No, but I know music, like, I've gone to the park for a run and mm-hmm. either my phone's not charged or mm. I've forgotten my headphones. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. It's really hard. So I, that's amazing. But I understand, like, for especially for a long, like, a half marathon, you need to you need to build up your playlist. Absolutely. Because you don't know the mood you're going to be yeah. in. And you need some, some extras here and there. Some, and I needed to yeah. know, like, I needed to know what song was coming next. Mm. And, and with, again, I know the whole soundtrack. Right, so right. I knew what was coming. I knew what song I wanted to hear twice, like. The um, the what song is it? It's like I call it work. I think that's the name of it. But um, it's it's um, Angelica's doing most of the singing, and it's just such a high energy song. It's my favorite song, and I played that like three times. It's like the fourth track on the album, and um, it just it puts me in a yes. mood. And I know you know okay, I know what's coming next. I know I can kind of cruise into this next song. Um, but the the music is is essential it's you essential. have to have the right music yeah so you saw hamilton did you see it before it became this huge thing no or did you ma- how'd you get in to see the hamilton there is a strategy uh-huh and i me. will share it with tell you me, tell even me. the people should know yes okay so the hamilton theater mm-hmm. is on 46th street mm-hmm. to get into the theater you need a physical ticket okay you can't scan it on your phone right. you need a printout of a physical it's ticket old school it's old school now with um, with with the Hamilton tickets, you know they're all sold out. Mm-hmm. They do lotteries, which I have a coworker who won. I do too. Which yes. I'm just like, okay, ten dollars. Yes. Like, so now I feel like I need to start entering the lottery yeah. because that's just it's just if it's you happening too much. Me, I'll send you the link. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so because you can't 
buy a ticket, mm-hmm. um, you have to rely on resale sites mm-hmm. because there are tons of Hamilton tickets on the resale sites, which is why people say, oh, the tickets are $800, $1,000. They're not that expensive from the box office. Right. That's what they cost when you go to a resale site like on Ticketmaster or StubHub. Mm-hmm. That's what people are charging for them right. because they're so coveted. Now, and I do this with other performances and okay. concerts as well. If you wait to right before the curtain mm-hmm. with like the 15 minutes before the show starts, you'll see the prices drop drastically what? because the sellers are getting nervous because they don't want to lose their money. Right. Right. But it's, you, you have to determine how much you're willing to pay. Right. Right. Because you're not the only person that's watching the prices drop. Right. right? right. So I had to d- decide, okay, how much am I willing to pay to see this? And my my bar for what I'm willing to pay for a show is the ex- most expensive ticket I s- have ever paid for a Beyonce concert. I'm like, look, mm. I love Beyonce, mm. but if I can pay this for Beyonce, who's amazing, yes. I can pay this for Hamilton. Right, right. So that was my bar. And um, I just, I waited until right, a- right before the, I was maybe five minutes before curtain. And because you have to have a paper ticket, I was next door in the Marquis um, Marriott Hotel uh-huh. in their business center. Yeah, because so, you got to have some equipment. Yeah, you got to print it out. So I'm sitting in the business center on StubHub on my phone, buy the ticket, log in, print out the ticket. I ran down those escalators next door and went in, saw the show. It was oh amazing. It was such like a procedure <laughs> and, and it's just one try you got it on one try well the day before mm-hmm. so so i had a couple of days i wanted to see it because again the the character angelica um the actress who plays her i'm going to say her name is renee elise goldsberry mm-hmm. she was doing her last performance i think like that oh, friday yeah. and i was like oh my god i have to see her in this role or it's just right. not going to be the same and so i had two dates that i could do the first date i tried to stand in line to see if i would get some mm-hmm. of the tickets that they sell same day, but they ran out mm-hmm. and the line was too long. I couldn't get there. You know, people line up at like two, three o'clock for say, a seven I've o'clock had show. Knuckleheads probably camp out. It's, it's serious. Like these mm-hmm. Hamilton fans do not play. Oof. So when I got there, I was like talking to the doorman and mm-hmm. like all the staff, and I'm like, oh my god, I really want tickets. And so when I came back the next day, I decided, okay, I'm going to try the Stub Hub and just you know set my price, do what I typically do because I do that for Barclays. Mm-hmm. Um, center concerts because I live so close to the you know I'm a stop away and I can buy a ticket and with a concert it's fine if you're like 15 20 minutes late it doesn't matter right right um or like with the basketball game or anything like mm-hmm. that but with this like you have to come on time right, you right. have to be in your seat and um it was just so great because again since I was there the day before when I came running in with my ticket I had spoken to everybody. They were like, you got a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were, were so for excited. You. <laughs> they were really sweet. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. And it's such a great show. And I was sitting next to a guy um, who was like by himself. And I, I said, I told him, I said, look, I have been listening to this soundtrack for months and I'm going to apologize in advance. I am singing this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He said, girl, me too. Yes! <laughs> like we will be in this together. Yes. And we knew all the words and we watched that show and we're just like, <gasps> it sang the whole thing. It was oh, great. That's amazing. Oh, it was so good. It, it seemed like it, it was very serendipitous. Absolutely. So it all worked out. It all worked out. Okay. So, so with the, with the, where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Because Hamilton's like the last frontier in the city right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> getting Hamilton tickets is like, 
it's your a, your life is it's made. It's like going up Mount Everest. Yeah, like, it's, it's like it's just an impossible it can't, feat. It can't be done. Yeah. So now, what good. I will say mm-hmm. while we're talking about musicals is I saw one of the best musicals this week. Oh, okay. Get on your feet. Oh, the Gloria Stefan one, oh, right? Oh, my yeah. goodness. It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. And okay. I go to a lot of plays, uh-huh. a lot of musicals. I forgot how many of her songs I knew and loved from childhood. And there were songs that they played that I didn't even know were hers. Oh, wow. Like, um, Turn the Beat Around. I didn't know that was her song. Yeah. Turn the Beat, beat I, I don't know who I thought sang that, but I didn't know it was her. And there were just so many great songs. And the dancing was amazing. Mm-hmm. They had a live, like, huge band on the stage. They, the music was great. Nice. The woman who plays Gloria Estefan is... It like it looks like it could be her daughter. Wow. She looks and sounds just like her. It is uncanny. It's amazing. It is one of the best shows. I danced. I, I was trying not to stand up, so I'm like dancing in my seat. Mm-hmm. And then in the last number, which was like a mashup of Get On Your Feet and like, oh, uh-huh. like all the little songs. And everybody jumped up. So I jumped up and I started dancing and I danced for like the last five minutes. Nice. It was so much okay. fun. Okay. All right. Yeah, it closes in August. All right. So there's a little bit so, of time. So yeah, you guys should go see it. It is oh, oh, it's wonderful. So oh, great. It's good. Yeah. I've been seeing the ads and actually my sister-in-law went, mm. um, but I, they're the only ones I know that have seen it, but you're the one who's like... It's so exciting. About oh, it. it's yeah. such a great show. Oh my god, Gloria, I wanted to be her when I was a kid. <laughs> like I was like that's I want to be her and then she's I was amazing. Like, oh, girl, you can't. <laughs> she is like, amazing. Maybe not that. She yeah. still looks she still looks great. Yeah. Good for her. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> All right. Nice job, babe, with the interview. Yeah, I told you it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to do more interviews without me, huh? <laughs> I, I don't know, but um, definitely want to have Marcella back because I feel yeah. like we took a few hours and we still didn't even cover all the things I wanted yeah. to with her. So yeah. well, it was a good time. What was uh, your favorite part of the interview? I had many favorite parts, but mm-hmm. I think she infused me with some of her, her energy and her mm-hmm. passion for living. I felt very um, inspired by her. And- I think what, I, what really stood out for me for the interview, what I really liked mm-hmm. about it, she's somebody who's able to really enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's doing triathlons, she's running half marathons, she's going to um, concerts, yep. and she's getting tickets to see Hamilton. Mm-hmm. On top of that, She's doing this great work, too. So I think Mm -hmm. for me, she's my role model. Totally. (laughs) I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And like you said in the beginning, uh, you know, ever since I first met her, I always thought, that's somebody I think I really want to be friends with. And um, I think anyone who's in her life feels the same way. She's a good person to uh, Mm -hmm. to have around. We hope you enjoyed this interview. And to hear our other interviews, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Yeah.